Hello. Hello, Kyle. Kyle, you know what time of year it is. January. Is this really coming out in January? No. Oh. Listen, <laughs> we already told them last year that we don't know how frequently we'll be able to do videos or, or make these episodes. So I was like, we can do a Christmas movie in January. Who's going to judge us? Apparently, Denim is going to judge me. Oh, I thought this was coming out on Christmas week. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, we're doing a Christmas movie. Christmas. No. Nope. It's Weather Gargantua <laughs> and um, I forget what else. Uh, Weather Gargantua and Terror of Godzilla um, 1975. And I forget the rest of them. I'm thinking backwards. So, yeah. Oh. Do you want me well. to actually check? No, I thought I just assumed because we're doing a holiday movie. I was, oh, this is probably coming out the Sunday before Christmas or after Christmas. Should I mess with you? No. I'm gonna mess with you. Fun You're facts. gonna mess with. Yeah. Um. Do you know what comes out next, Evan? What comes out next? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ooh. Do 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 do. Uh, that's not important. Let's talk about Polar Express, Devin. Tell us the plot of the story. Oh my goodness! Hey, I got some notes for Polar Effin Express. Mainly for one Effin character, but we'll get to that in a second. I didn't write any notes, so we're um, freeballing it, Devin. Oh, we're gonna freeball it. I wrote some notes because I was just like, oh, man, I ain't watched Polar Express in a hot minute. And boy, this movie just made me go, huh, no wonder it did well back in the day. But anyway. You want a fun fact? Sure. So, Jerry Quartet. And Josh Hutchinson are in this movie. Who? Junior Cortez. Mm-hmm. Married, married to Meg married to Megan Trainer. Oh the spy kid. Yep, and Josh Hutchinson. Hutchins? Hutchers? I don't know. Michael Jeter's also in it. Michael Jeter? As who? Hold on a second. Uh, he is Moki, and I think I'm showing the other name he played. Come on now. Overview. What was he in Polar Express? I don't know. Was he Santa Claus? No, I just told you he was smoking somebody else. Ugh, those elves, bro. Them elves, dude. I guess because like I finished, we finished this enchantment at the house, and all them elves reminded me of Elfo and his gang. Hi, I'm Elfo. Like, oh my god. Send in the so flying elves. He was smoking a steamer. Okay. 
Smokey and Sneaky. Oh, the conductor guys. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Those conductors, dude. I just. Why do you sound like you're in disgust? Dude, them conductor guys. I was really getting into it when they went down the um, when they went down the the roller coaster track, the gulch. Dude, them guys were struggle bussing. I think you. It sounds like you hated this movie. I didn't hate this movie. I mean, this movie had its bits and pieces where I was like, really, Don't really. Who? Steven Tyler. Steven Tyler the, from the band? <laughs> yes. As who? Elf Lieutenant. That's stupid. <laughs> kind of funny. That's stupid. <laughs> it's kind of funny. That. Do you want me to list off the other elves? I feel like you're going to be fun for me. Go, go ahead. Phil Fon... Fon... DeCaro, uh, Debbie Lee Carrington, um, Elf General was Charles Belisher, uh, oh, Andre Yelizo is also credited as Smokey. Uh, Hayden McFarland is Billy Lonely Boy, uh, Peter Sug- Collery is also Billy Lonely Boy. Um, let's see. Tom Hanks is Ebenezer Scrooge, the conductor. Uh, like a couple different people. Uh, Dude, I just saw that on Instagram too on the little search bar. They're like, Tom Hanks carried this movie. Where they did like, because you know this movie was filmed with motion cap. Yeah, it's the first okay. movie to be filmed with motion capture. Yeah. And I was like, huh. Good for Tom Hanks. But, dude, that's like sitting here watching this. I was like, oh, boy. 2004. Here we go. And I was like, I remember this movie being animated. But it's not standard animated. Here we go with the cringe. Well, I was done pretty well. Have you have you noticed that I haven't told you what Daryl said? Sabera or Joss Hudson or Nona Gay um, or Eddie Deason uh, for name in the movie yet? Uh, the nerdy kid, Billy, and the one girl. Who's Billy? The main character. Or was it the shy kid? Billy was a lonely boy. Uh, no. So Josh Hudson is Hero Boy, and Daryl Sabera was Hero Boy, and Nona Gay was Hero Girl. Um, Eddie Deason is Know It All. Oh, yeah, I can't stand Know-It-All, dude. No, Wait a minute, there are characters in the name were Hero Boy, Hero Girl, Know-It-All, and Billy? Yeah. That's kind of lazy writing. Uh, like most of the film, the main characters never given the name. That's how they were listed in the credits. Hmm. Uh, Tom Hanks played five characters, Santa Claus, Hobo, uh, Conductor, um, and Ebenezer Scrooge as well. 
Yeah, everybody's cruise was the guy on a roof, which oh, one of my. Oh. Oh, and narrator. Okay. Don't forget. So Tom Hanks plays the adult narrator. Uh, Spy Kids star Gerald Sabera, who voices him as a child. Um, there was a third character actor who is not listed in the voice credits who played a big part in making your voice feel real, along with Tom Hanks, the Hunger Games' Josh Hardison, um, who was just 12 years old when the film was released and did motion capture work uh, that was used to animate characters. That's just, that's just weird. There's an Easter egg. Um, the conductor shout out sound of random address 11344 Ed Brook, uh, which is actually the address of the home where Zimix grew up in Chicago. Oh. Do you know why I watched this movie and added this to the list, Adam? Oh. Uh... Because my girlfriend. Ugh. She likes trains. Oh no! Why did you say yuck? Because she likes trains. No, I didn't say yuck. You said yuck. You're the one that's been trying to pressure me into getting a girl for years. Hey, don't make us go back to the Dream Girl episode. Yeah, I, we can bring it up. So, do you know why she likes trains, though? Because they're actually interesting, and they're part of. Our society? No, she worked in a lot of train factories, so she's like, I miss my train. Also, we watched this movie, um, and apparently it's a very popular model train. Yeah, because know it all was like, it's a B-15. I was like, dude, shut up. Five seconds you open your mouth, and I already don't like you. So, fun fact, um, as this episode is know it all, uh, kid, uh, the Polar Express was modeled after a real train. It doesn't take a passenger directly to the North Pole, but a real-life version of the Polar Express does exist in Owasso, Michigan. Uh, I'm looking for locomotive, the service model uh, for one of the movie filmmakers shows uh, Pierre Marquette, one, two, sorry, twelve twenty-five, one of the largest operational steam trains in the country at the time. Film crew took inspiration from everything from the look of the engine to the sound of the movements, creating the CGI Polar Express. Pierre Mercure, um, 1225, still takes passengers, uh, pleasure rides under the name the North Pole Express every year around the holidays. Huh. Just learned something new. I swear I'm learning something, some new stuff today. I typically try to include functions. Listen, Polar Express, decent movie. But when that know it all kid came on the screen, this is a B 15 steam engine call. I'm like, not a B 15. <laughs> it is a Pierre Marquette model train. Uh, well, you know, I couldn't understand him with his. And I'm just like, ugh, cringe. Your and he's friend, like, your best friend is literally a know-it-all, Devin. 
troublesome risk. I guess I guess it's because when you see your friends on the big screen, you're just like, "Ugh, I know a guy like that," and but he's not oh, that obnoxious. At least you weren't sitting there and you were like, "That is undiagnosed." What? Hello? I think I made him mad that he stormed off, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, what happened? I uh, called me because I said I talked about Christ too much. Say it again. Anna called me because I ended up talking about trains too much. Oh God, she heard you. She's not here. That's the funny thing. We just kept talking about trains, and then all of a sudden, boom! Anna called me. Well, she knows that she knows you're talking about trains. Anna's like, I want to go talk about trains. She's booking it right now. She's running. Hey, you remember Amazing Gumball with the moms and her like trying to make to her karate side, uh, karate yeah. lesson. She books it. Mm-hmm. That's that's Hannah. Hannah's about to come bust through the door, isn't she? Oh my gosh, keep talking for a minute. Okay. So Polar Express, your typical holiday movie, started off with a boy, which apparently is Hero One. Okay. This is how much of the railroad history. There's how much of the railroad so far. The level of detail went into the Polar Express training itself is only part of the movie uh, with detail rail fans. Uh, in the North Pole, the filmmakers snuck in a few uh, reference of locomotive history, the architecture, the history, the model, and the form of Chicago's living town uh, for Pullman Palace Parco. Uh, which was one of the biggest American rail car manufacturers in the 19th centuries. All right. What do you got? Oh, I was just trying to narrate the movie because I didn't know how long you'd be gone. But uh, I'm just going to go to my notes. I was, I was having you talk because uh, you were doing a weird feedback thing uh, because of the app. Oh. Uh, I'm just going to go to my notes. Ready? Sure. And I'll close with my special thing. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I was looking at my hey, I was trying to look at my notes. I had to pull my notes up. So let me ask you this. How did no one notice that big old train in the middle of the night? Are you serious? Yeah. This isn't a bit. This is not a bit. That was my first note. I was like, how does no one notice that big old train in the middle of the night? I actually have an answer for this. Uh, Feels like a cop out, but uh, Christmas magic. This is a cop out, but if you say it's Christmas magic, I'm just saying my brain was like, dude, if I was a grown adult, I have potential reasons. If I was a grown adult, I'd be like, why is there a train in my front yard? I have an actual reason, which explains why you wouldn't see him as a grown adult. Christmas magic? Yes, because remember the bell? The bell can only be heard, or the, only heard by someone that believes in, in Santa, which is why the kids can see it, but the adults can't. Ah, but the bells never yeah. stop working for me, dude. That was so depressing. Near the end, when he's got the bell, and he's like, "Even my sister stopped hearing the bell, but the bell never started working for me." And it cuts to black, and then oh. 
not? I'm like, oh my god. Kind of in my fields. Yeah, it's based on an award-winning book, Kevin. You know that, right? I do know that. We had to read the for school. You did, and we went. Yeah, we had to read it for school, and then after that, we got done with the book. Our teacher's like, "All right, let's go see the movie," because I remember seeing this on a field trip. Hmm. I know we had a field trip for it, and we went on this like little train. I was like, "Yeah, okay, that's cool." I guess. Um, a bit awkward when they get the song like cells and I was like I don't know what to put, do with this it's, it's just a random <laughs> battle and they gave me a Wait second a one I'm like what is this for and they're like oh for your siblings and I was like my sister's not gonna want this and what made this worse is so when I was like seven my older sister got mad you know how she gets uh -huh. and was like Santa Claus isn't real, and so it was ruined for us when we were kids. And my younger sister, because she found out when she was six, and I found out like seven. And my older sister did that despite us, uh, and ruined the the holidays for us on purpose. And so I was just walking around like, I don't want to tell other people because I don't want to ruin it for them, you know. I feel that. Okay. So let me get this straight. So you're off school, took you on an actual Polar Express. My school was like, meh, let's take them to go watch the movie. We reread the book halfway through. Uh, I give up. It's the holidays. Our teachers need a break. So let's go take about 100 kids to the local theater and call it a day. But no popcorn for you. And it's like, ah, shucks. Um, so... You want a weird fun fact? Sure. You know the you know the book I mentioned. Uh huh. Um, it was well known for its time, um, for um, but the author and illustrator was already well known at the time for his 1981 children's book Jumanji. He wrote Jumanji. Apparently. Yeah. Uh. Apparently, Jumanji and the Polar Express both won um, the Medal. Okay. So, the Guinness World Record, you're familiar with that. Yep. You're a, big, you're a bigger uh, world record fan than me. Um, the technique for the motion capture performance was incredibly increasingly employed in Hollywood movie making by the time uh, Zimnix made The Polar Express. Uh, but it was mostly for the individual characters within the live action features. And I think Bella was playing Guinness World Records. Uh, to the first feature length movie entirely performing its capture for all of its characters. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I figured, dude, like, after I've known that it was motion captured, I just looked at the way, the only thing I knew was motion captured was watching everybody's body language, especially during that one scene where they're serving the hot chocolate. I mean, I was like, you can't make that up. You can't animate that movement. Uh, so, you want to talk about hot chocolate? Sure. Um... Actually, I got a couple fun facts, and you're not gonna like. Well, it's not a fun fact. 
see. Um, you know how I told you about how they took us to like ride the bullet truck? Uh-huh. So they did that for like two years. And then when it was time for my sister to go on it, my younger sister, they stopped uh-huh. doing it. And they just like pulled us into this one dark room uh, in the library and gave us hot chocolate and was like, here, watch the movie. And I was like, this is creepy. This is going to creep somebody out. And sure enough, after I told the teacher that, she goes, no, no one's going to freak out. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of children start crying because it's dark and scary. And I was like, and she just looks at me and goes, shut up. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> shut up. Yeah, you talking about the Dude, are you kidding me? That scene where he's in the back room with a scary, uh, where uh, Scrooge is messing with the puppet. I mean, it, I was like, ugh. I forgot how creepy the scene was as a kid. Devin, are you having a good 2023? I mean, is that his ups and downs? I'm about to make it back. Oh, hell. Um, two Rivers Coffee is issuing a voluntary recall of two flares of hot chocolate paws due to uh, undeclared peanut allergen, according to the FDA, policy has been distributed in from January 2021 to November 2022. Product is unavailable at numerous retainers, including Amazon and Etsy. Um, HSS. Um, are you ready for more? Um, I swear, if you say like the Swiss Nestle chocolate, hot chocolate that I've got in my drawer, I'm going to be upset because me and Megan have really been on a hot chocolate kink. Or kick, I'm sorry. Kick? Yeah. I don't even know what you're doing. Wait a minute. If you're having a kink with hot chocolate, please, for the love of everything holy, don't let me know that. <laughs> I'll let you know that. I don't want to know that. That's icky. Uh, I don't care. You already know. My secret's out. The sad part is, outside of the podcast, listeners, both of them would let me know if they're doing something kinky with hot chocolate, even though I'm allergic to it. God, just, just something about the little white marshmallows is just, oh. All right. Are you ready for Cadbury? <laughs> He's just like, shit, I'm moving on. I'm moving uh, on. Cadbury products have been recalled uh, at major supermarkets over fears that it could be contained with listeria bacteria. Symptoms of listeria poisoning include high temperature, aches, pains, chills, and feeling of being sick and diarrhea. Oh. Is that how you spell diarrhea? I don't know. I'm just like, um, let's see. Cadbury crunchy chocolate dessert, 75 milligrams, May 17, 2023. Cadbury Lake chocolate dessert, 75 grams, May 17, 2023. Um, on May 18, 2023, Cadbury Dairy Milk Buttons Chocolate Dessert and Cadbury Dairy Milk Chunks Chocolate Dessert and Cadbury Heroes Chocolate Dessert and Cadbury Dam Chocolate. Is it Diane Chocolate Dessert? Have, we're all recalled. Um, let's see. Uh, next year is Cadbury. Um, Main Schwitz dark chocolate coins have been recalled on December 1st, 2023. Um, let's just go to the news. Um, 
most hot chocolates have been recalled currently as of 2023 um, due to possibility of lead as well in the uh, powder mix. Um, a bunch of Hershey chocolates have been called. Um, so yeah, um, there's been like this big recall on hot chocolate uh, at our time of recording. Great. I got hot chocolate in a cabinet we ain't even opened yet. We just bought a brand new box, too. I don't want to tell you. You may want to check the news for what you've got. Um, but this is a legit, legitimate recall. Um, and it's like... Hold on. So this is an article... What's the article? I don't need to know that it's Canadian. It's a Canadian article, though. Oh. Um, lifetime brand recall hot chocolate pots due to fire hazard. Saw this Lucy at William Sonoma. Um, to Two Rivers Coffee Allergy Alert. Uh, hot chocolate cake up recall. Lifetime brands recall hot chocolate due Pots due to fire hazard, hot chocolate cake up to call due to undeclared allergy. I'm not seeing the lead anymore, but there was a recall of lead in some mixes. Um, yeah. Let me look up the lead. See if I'm if that's this year. Um Consumer reports finds lead in cat, cadmium, uh, and cadmium in, in dark chocolate. Um, Hershey's, Starbucks, um, well, this is a fairly recent, this is in October 20th, this is October 25th of 2023, Devin. Um, yeah. Yeah, we went from talking. Yeah, we went from talking about a nice Christmas movie to I think the hot chocolate in my cabinet is trying to kill me. Welcome to Fox News. <laughs> you say welcome to Fox News? <laughs> yeah. I can, I can just see the headlines now. <laughs> oh, holidays cut short by killer hot chocolate. There was something about hot okay, I need to say we need to do some legal stuff real quick. Uh popcorn buckets, Renee Mauer Incorporated is not responsible or suable for any claims or disturbance of death. We are not a news source. This is just something I found uh, recently that I, I thought you should know, Devin. I mean I'm gonna have to throw out my hot chocolate. We're not liable for any Mental distress because of your lack of hot chocolate. Do your own research. Oh my gosh, we're turning to a broken podcast. I mean, more depressing news, Devin. Michael Jeter. Uh, Polar Express was dedicated to Michael Jeter. What? 
Robert Zemeckis honored one of the cast members of Polar Express, who had worked with for the first time on the project by computer, who performed the motion capture work. The credit engineer, Spokey Steamer, was a character actor best known for his time besides live action roles in Jurassic Park 3 and Green Mile with Hanks, um, as well as for the role of Mr. Noodle on Elmo's Road segment of Sesame Street. Mr. Noodle. If you want to talk about how hard it is to bend plots, one piece. You can see how there's over 4,000 episodes of Sesame Street. Anyway, he passed away more than a year before the release of the Polar I'm not And the animated feature was dedicated to his memory. Ah. I did not know that. It's alright. I dare you to try to binge watch Sesame Street and learn all your letters 4,000 times. I don't have the time for that right now, but I would take you up on that challenge if I did have the time, and you know I would. Oh my god, you just... Kyle, why are you on Sesame Street? Them don't think I can watch all episodes. Prove them wrong. It's for <laughs> my Saiyan pride. It's for my Saiyan pride. You just see me in the background. I'm just gonna Wikipedia it. He goes, there's no way he's gonna do this. And then once I finished, I did it, Kevin. I watched all of Sesame Street. Oh my gosh, you actually did, didn't you? I did. I wasted so much time. Oh my god. You're going to be like, sunny day. No. Oh my gosh. I can't believe really... Mr. Noodle. I'm the Mr. Noodle that knocks. <laughs> the Mr. Noodle that knocks. I uh, miss Mr. Noodle. R.I.P. All right, so the movie takes off with a hero boy number one who doesn't believe in Christmas. But the magicalness of Christmas is like, oh, yeah, you don't believe in Santa Claus? Get on this train. I'm going to prove you wrong, boy. And so you meet a train conductor, a.k.a. Tom Hanks, who's like, hmm, check your pocket, bro. And the hero kid goes, bro, I don't have a ticket. The conductor goes, hmm, check your other pocket, hero boy number one. Oh my god, how'd you do that? Christmas magic? And it's like, alright, bet. So he does the whole, dude, when he started cutting into them things, like, it was an art form, ticket punching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he punched that hole into that, like how I open, uh, I eat popcorn. Fast and violent. Dude, you ain't lying. He's like, ah, a swan. Want to watch me do it again? A race car. Want to see me do it again? Another swan. Want me to see you do it a fourth time? Another race car. Do you know how to make swans in race cars? Yes. And it's just like, hmm. Okay. So we get on the plane where we meet hero girl number one and uh, the freaking nerd. Can't stand that nerd, Mister Know It All. Forget you, Know It All. Huh? So I feel like I'm being targeted. You ain't being targeted. Can't stay. Most of our episodes are just me giving fun facts. Listen, but you're not like that kid who can't read a room because when he lost his bell, he's like, 
Oh, that's really bad. Oh, really? That's really bad. This kid is just neurodivergent, and you're being ableist. Listen, I just thought he couldn't read the room. Because, you know, as a kid, that's you got to... That's an autistic and ADHD trait, Devin. Oh. Uh, I just thought, I thought he just made him sound obnoxious, because it's like, all right, bro, he lost his bell. Let him, let him grieve. Oh, and then, like, in the background, when they're all like, you can hear all the kids go, ooh, ah, his loud ass. You just hear, ooh, ah, that's fascinating. All right. Like, I just cringe. Don't judge my child. <laughs> Don't judge. I'm judging your child hardcore. Because, like, I could hear his, I mean, credit to the actor. Golly, he, he's so cringy. I'm just glad when he was off screen. And then how about when old buddy had to hit the handbrakes because they wanted to go pick up the last kid. Last kid was like booking it and his little snow boots. He was like, I want to go. I changed my mind. So hero boy number one's like, all right, cool. Just slams on the brink. And the other kid goes, hero boy did it. Hero boy did it. I was like, bro, you snitch. I wonder. You Sorry, I'm looking out to see what uh, Eddie... Deason has been in. Oh, okay. He, he's snitching. And the director's like, mm, let me go talk to old Billy, old lonely boy Billy. So he gets Billy a ticket and they go. Are you ready to, you ready to know what Eddie Deason has been in? Sure. Okay. Let's see. He has been in a lot of stuff. He, in Laser Blast, he was Froggy. I want to hold your hand, Richard, Ringo, Claus. Reese, Eugene, Champions of Love Story, Eric Philip, Bill Pot, sorry, 1941, Herbie Fabinski, Midnight Madness, Wesley, Steigler and Steigler Red, uh, Homeroom, Rod Park, Reese 2, Eugene, Zap, Sheldon, uh, Fun Facts of Life, Bresky, War Games, Melvin, a pulp. Polish Vampire in Burbank, Fincher, Madison P.I., Mickey Darlup, Serp 2, Mel Melno Schwarzer, Rosebud Peach Hotel, Sydney, Punky Brewster, Eddie, uh, Delta Pi, Lane, Fellow That, that Bird, Follow That Bird, Donnie Dodo, The Long Shot, The Fall Guy, Marlon Monroe, Parking Attendant, uh, Whippy Boys, Eddie Lopespitz, Happy Hour Hancock, Million Dollar Mystery, Rolly, uh, Critters 2, Main Force, Hungry Helper Manager, Assault the Killer Bimbos, Dope, Dopey Deputy, Dorf, Golf Bible, Waldo, Beverly Hills Vamp, Kyle Carpenter, Wedding Band, Slappy Clown, Monster, Demon Number 2, Dan Turner, Hollywood Detective, Himalayan operator, uh, Hollywood Boulevard 2, Walter, uh, Mob Boss, Tony, Dorf Goes Auto Racing, Eddie Taylor, Rocket Doodle Doo, I'm sorry, Rocket Doodle, Snipes, uh, Darkwing Duck, Mouth, Teenage Exorcist, Eddie, Duke Troop, Roadhog, Riker, uh, Mouth Goose, I'm sorry, Mother Goose and Grim, and Sam Cam. Uh, Sons of the Lambs, Video Cameraman, Scooby Doo Arabian Nights, Palip. Uh, ah, Real Monster, 
bulletin board monster, eat the cat rat, uh, Mr. Payback, uh, and in turn of the movie, Bill the Guard, Peter Ward, Tennis Shoes, Asia Tucker, Iggy Cal Catapala, and Iggy Catpult, and Duckman, Private Dick, Family Man, uh, Spy Hard, Rancher the Guard who gets spit on, Kumba, Bahuka, uh, Mighty Duck, the animated series, Alvin Yispik, um, the Pink Panther, and he listed it as Wood, Fred Little Sisters, is a rescue, Charlie, uh, Life with Louie, uh, Melvin, uh, the Weird Al Show, Guy Boarded Up uh, in the Wall, Kenny Chipman, Dizzy, Dizzy Does It, or Shimp in Pots, Ice Cream Guy. Uh, what a cartoon, Ice Cream Guy. Uh, Lionheart's Text Hard Button. Uh, Secret Files of Spy Dog. D Cell against Tommy. News Traveler, Eddie. Dexter's Laboratory, Ego Trip. Mandark. Uh, Executive Mandark. Overlord Mandark. Uh, and their corn. Johnny Bravo, Oswald. Recess, Frank Tiny. Sedgwick. Pig Next Door, Ben. Cartoon, Cartoon Fridays. Mandark. Um, Dexter's Laboratory, Science Ain't Fair, Men in Dark. Bunch of, bunch of Dexter's Lab stuff has been dark. Like Codename, he was next door, Ice Cream Guy. Um, I knew his voice sounded familiar from this. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Cause he looks familiar. He's also in Kim Possible, What's New Scooby Doo, um, Fusion Ball. Sorry, Fusion Ball. Remember that game, Chowder? Dude, I was actually watching. Uh, I do remember Future Fusion, dude. We gotta find. Uh, we gotta talk about that on the random hour of the YouTube channel. We gotta find old gameplay of that. You wanna do that one day? SpongeBob SquarePants movie, SpongeBob Out of Water, Star versus Force of Evil, um, The Love Suckers, and Critters. He's in Critters. He's in a couple of Critters movies, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. So, you want to know his top four big movies? Sure. Apollo Express, War Games, Greece, and 1941. Oh. Yep. Uh, seven, run through your notes. I've got one last thing for you. All right. Do, do, do. All right. All right, I talked about the nerd kid. Tom Hanks carries this movie. I talked about the animation. Hitting the break was so smart and genius. Oh, let me ask you this. I mean, I know we went on a hot chocolate rant already, but if you saw those waiters throwing that hot chocolate, you know for a fact that stuff would not have blended in that cup. That would have been a big old mess. And what is it called? Um, are you talking about centrifugal force or central force? Uh, yeah. Mechanism defined as the force that is acting on an object with a directed line uh, joining the objects uh, and the origin. Yes. Do you understand what that means? 
It means that the concentration of an object with enough force, it's able to reach the destination without the mass spellattering everywhere. Yep. Uh, it also depends on what force acted upon the object. I mean, makes sense. Okay, my last note, because we talked about, my last note, because we talked about everything else already, is, uh, my last note is, uh, how does a homeless guy survive on top of a train? He literally vanished into nothing, Devin. I don't think that's the top priority here. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was um, just thinking to myself, I was like, how do you survive on top of a train? Listen, homeless people be homeless people. They do magic. For real? You know? They be doing magic stuff um, when you don't want them to. Yep. Um, so, Devin, um, I've got a theory. Um, have you ever heard of the movie Back to the Future? Yes. So based on the 1986 children's book by Chris Van Alford, who wrote Jumanji 1981, Polar Express, and Royal Simple Story, okay? Uh, which serves an overall charm. Would you say that? I would say so, yes. Well, it's the, the book will recognize where things have been paddled, uh, padded out and on the passenger, the film never uh, outstays its welcome. Um, upon release, the Polar Express grows uh, 2.86 million against its 165 to 7, uh, 107 million budget. I don't think this is about what I thought it was going to be. Basically, the, the, the train can defy losses. Um, um, to the nature of some characters themselves, what the book and film scene is believing. Uh, if you look closely enough, you'll see that the Polar Express may be uh, connected to a couple different franchises. Um, would, you, would you believe that if I told you? There's no way it's connected to the Back to the Future. There's no way. That's the train that Doc uses near the end of Part 3. First off, shout out to nothing, fan. Second, I would I was asking you if you could believe this theory from the get go. I guess not. If uh, it's likely to share the back to future universe, uh, it may come as no surprise that I was saying that Robert Zemeckis, who helmed three films in the beloved trilogy, also directed the 2004 Christmas classic. First off, okay. Are you with me? I'm with you. During the scene in which the two engine room workers, Mickey and Seymour, both whom are voiced by the late Michael Jeter, uh, are trying to catch a train caught up uh, who can see the flux, and you can see the flux capacitor on the wall in the background just before the pin falls on the floor. There's no way. Look it up. I will once we get on recording. I don't want to lose this. I'm taking your word for it. No, but it's actually in there. I was looking at it before we... Um, wait a minute. I can actually look at it now. 
Polar Express. Devin's a coward. No, I'm not. Catheter seat. Yep. Yep. I'm looking at it. It's there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Copy image. And then going to compose an email. I'm going to email to Devin. Um, somebody tell them your email? No. They want to email us. They can email us at random.hour.cast at gmail.com. All right, Devin, I sent it to you. Um, are you able to, are your, is your computer up? No, it's not. We'll do that while I talk. You can dude, no, it'll take, it'll take us 20 minutes to get this computer up. I was, dude, I was about to throw my computer last night. So basically, it takes a little wanting and stuff like that. Uh, but this is the first time that folks Badger has powered a steam train. This isn't the first time to have a steam train um, in honor the honor goes to Bad Future Part 3 in 1990. Uh, there's even a line in the Polar Express in which Hero Boy says, I've wanted to do this my whole life. When he pulls the train whistle, an obvious reference to the line, I've wanted to do this all my life in Bad Future Part 3 when Doc Emmett Brown uh, does the same thing after hijacking a locomotive. You with me? I'm with you. Uh, could the Polar Express be a time traveling? I don't know. Um, but um, let's see. And also, we're doing essentially these two trails, uh, when it leaves the North Pole in the end of the film, send the two trails of the glory. Um, let's see. Let's, what else is there? Um, let's see. In the beginning of the anime movie, we're shown a photograph of Santa, Santa's on site outside of the Twin Pines Mall. Uh, same place where Martin McFly sexually uh, time travels for the first time. Um, there's also a box capacitor on the wall, engine room. Um, Yep. I think it's those main two points. Uh, the flux capacitor and the twin pines ball. Uh, just be safe. Let's see. Yep. Uh, basically, the main point of this um, is that um, both in reality, the Twin Pines Mall with the San Zara protest and the other. Uh, let me pull up this one. I think that's the main two Easter eggs. Uh, Cowcatcher. Let's see. Back to the future Easter eggs. Um, evidence. There's evidence of no Santa. Picture department of Santa's on strike. 
Once again, there are two different Easter eggs apart. Three of the movie at Future Trilogy, one in the scene of showing Smith's highly elevated close up shot of the locomotives, cow catcher coming to a halt, um, just inches from the viewer directly in film. Also, the hero of the main character, quote, Dr. Brown. Yeah, I just said that. Uh, Forrest Gump Easter eggs. Devin, are you ready? No, there's no Forrest Gump. There can't be. Easter egg is a little harder to spot, even though uh, it's on the screen for the longest. Um, the other Easter egg, remember the movie Forrest Gump film opens the scene of uh, the feather floating. I remember the part of the Polar Express when the hero boy loses the hero girl's ticket and it flies through the window. The ticket to flying the scene was designated to mimic the exact scene from Forrest Gump. Oh. Okay. You know what? I would not have thought that was an Easter egg. Um, okay. Toy Story. Toy Story. Yep. Um, the film uh, entire children movie using uh, motion capture performances, uh, Major Gamble. Uh, fortunately, the Polar Express is widely loved film. Though many viewers still think that is uncalibrated Candy Valley look, uh, which I've got to ask you about. Uh, look, due to imperfect CGI, remembering uh, digitally crafted humans, character with animation has become a huge part of the film's charm. Zimmick um, would also give Disney's A Christmas Carol the same treatment in 2009, adding to the charm of Alan Stravinsky's uh, Spielberg score, along with all of the performances by Tom Hanks. Who provides the motion capture voice for the adult hero boys, uh, hero boys father, conductor, Santa Claus, hobo, and the Ebenezer Shoe puppet? Ugh. Hold on a minute, my jaw hurts. Uh, Tom Hanks appears. Uh, he also voices iconic uh, Disney character Woody in Toy Story Show. Uh, but an A-list Hollywood actor is far from the only thing to furnish. I just have a comment. The scene which the hero books around with the carriage, full abandoned toys, recurring concepts, the story uh, in the Toy Story film. Uh, and so real that the hobo Tom Hanks is controlling the puppet. The scene lends the possibility that the toys in the Polar Express universe are magically are magical after all. And maybe Santa Claus else and uh, which makes when the toys in Toy Story films. Basically, this is the theory says that um, that possibly the magic he controls voice. I, I feel like this is one of the weaker ones. Agreed. Um, I don't know what else is there. Um, Some people argue that there's a reference to Harry Potter. I have to see it, though. Well, the gold snitch, the golden ticket. What are they going to say? The golden tickets that the dark gives them a reference to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Well, I was uh, going to say the Hogwarts Express in the ninth box, but, you know, 
you want to go off and be like that. I mean, that makes sense too. How how come any time I present the theory, your first thought is be like, no, this can't happen, and I'm like, hold on a minute, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, it doesn't make sense at first, and you're like, oh, hey, look right here, Devin, look. It's like, oh. Well, it's because Never. I haven't presented any facts, and you're like, I can't stand for this. Oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I guess the, I guess you can die on that hill. You die on a lot of hills, and you're like, oh, I'm. You're jumping emotion before hearing anybody else. Lord, um, but listen, if they argue the Harry Potter, I just wait a minute. The Harry Potter train. The Polar Express train can't be the same train. It can't be. They're not saying it's the same train. They're oh, saying okay. there's some like minor references to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Did you think did you think I was about to tell you they were the same train? The Hogwarts Express and the Polar Express were the same one? <laughs> it was just a seasonal variation. I mean, yeah, because I'm over here dude. Like we've been me and Megan binge watched the entire Harry Potter series and I'm like I'm like, bro, that ain't right. Those ain't the same two two trains. But um, we're changing the subject. How do you feel about the uncanny valley effect? Do you think um there was? Did did you feel uncanny valley with the characters? Say say that last part. Did you get any uncanny valley effects in the characters? No, I just thought all the elves were weird and annoying. Because they all reminded me of Gollum from Lord of the Rings. And for some weird reason, my brain thought Santa Claus sounded like Count Dooku. Do you do me a favor and explain the Gollum thing? Dude, all the elves... All the elves just look tiny and bald, and they sound like this. And my brain was they like... Not, they weren't bald. They had hair. They did not have they hair. There was a couple that didn't have hair, but other than that. They all didn't have hair. A good bunch of them had hair. Look, the lame one that talks is like, give me the precious gift for Christmas. You can open it up. I'll give it to you later. <laughs> you can get it for Christmas. Precious. I think that was more like a reference to the lollipop deal from Wizard of Oz, or like, like, <laughs> hee hee, we're gonna poke fun at this. This guy. Oh, and then you got Santa Claus. I'm like, is that Captain Kaduku? And he's like, join the dark side. Christmas is all fun on the dark side. I'll teach you how to shoot lightning out of your gloves. Pew pew. What time does the Clone Wars come out? It had to be around that. No, I remember. Yeah, I got Chris later because he died later. Oh, Christopher Reeves is dead. He's like, oh no, Christopher Reeves is dead. You know? Yeah. No, I don't thought. I think talking about the original live action. I was like, I came around the same at time because uh, Revenge of the Sith came out two thousand five. Okay. Because I know he died later on. It's like, oh man, I didn't know he did all this. He was in Lord of the Rings. He was, he was Dracula. He was a mummy. He was a mummy. So. For the original James Bond? Yep. He was, he was a... 
he did a lot of stuff. He was really cool. Um, he was Count Dooku. He was a British special ops agent. I think of World War II. Whoa. Christopher Reeves was getting it done, but yeah. Um, but yeah, did you get any uncanny valley stuff on YouTube? I did when I was younger. But uh, realizing it for the podcast, I was like, huh. I don't see it that much. Um, I mean, there's a couple parts that look creepy, like um, the toy in on the train. I was like, oh, this is comfy. And there was a bit from the hobo guy. The, the, the hobo guy was just weird. The and then he's like, yeah, when I was a kid, and a little bit still. So I was like, I swear, I swear that sometimes when he like turned the right way, he can somewhat like disappear to get like the illusion that he's about to disappear later. Um, but anytime I talk to anybody about that, they're like, I don't, I didn't see that. I'm like, I kind of sworn I did. You know? No, I, I agree with you. It's just like, dude, you weird me out. And he's like, I found my skis, boy. We're going skiing down this roof. I'm like, one, get off the roof of the train. Two, do not get on the skis with that man. Uh, dude, get off the skis of that man. He just throws them in front of the train. Meanwhile, the main hero's girl like, hey, where have you been? And you're just like, oh, this man just skied me down the roof. Uh, <laughs> you know what I think the Hubbuck represented? What? Um, like Ebenezer Scrooge or the lack of like uh, or like disbelief in Christmas or something like that. He seemed like he was the character that was like a skeptic or like that one that one person that like shows the room for Christmas everybody else. But he could also probably be like holding on to your childhood Christmas as an adult. That could also be what he represents. Mm. Right, Kevin, do you know what I'm, I'm going to talk to you about now? What we have What's that? Episode? What you is remember it? remember when we were kids. Uh, when okay. we come out. Yep. You just cut me off. No, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm moving... Okay, you just cut out now. Sorry, hey, a movie would come out. And then a game would come out. No, they didn't. Yep. I, I used to have this game. I think I still do. Um, it's for Game Boy Advance. And you used to, like, ski on top of the roof. You used to, like, sit and go in this room with a bunch of talking toys and a bunch of other stuff. Um... So you had like a snowball fight, find the ticket, rooftop rescue, ski down the hill, repairing the engine, uh, repairing the lights, uh, starting the engine and the diamond car. And it was like this, like, it was sort of like a platformer. Um, did you ever play that as a kid? I didn't even know they had a Polar Express game. Yep. So the Polar Express, okay, this is the PlayStation when I'm reading. 
Metascore is 39. Um, user score mixed or averaged, it was 7.1. Um, so, yeah. Ugh. Game Boy Advance. I'm going to the Game Boy Advance one. It's good. It's a good play for fans of the film. That was Jim. Um, but yeah, um, I used to have that game as a kid, and my sister used to play it. Uh, did you ever beat it? I don't remember, Devin. It was, it was uh, one of those games that your parents buy you, and then you play it on the way to like grandma's house for Christmas. So they don't have to hear you talk and ask them the main questions, or go one of the skies blue. My parents gave me a lot of like Game Boy Advance games so that I would keep quiet. And then they, Dude, that's they could just give me the handicap, the hand me down games from like uh, Pokemon Red or Blue, and I'd be fine with it. Dude, I missed my copy of Pokemon Red and Blue. No, I still have one. Do you really? Yeah, I have all my um, Red and Blue. I have like several for Game Boy. Uh, and I have a lot of original Game Boy. Do they still they work? Me a, yeah. Nice. Don't sell them. Don't plan on I was planning on giving Will one to play it. He got upset for Pokemon to the point where um, he, he was selling things for people to trade for Pokemon cards. Hey, did you ever be, did you ever beat the original Pokemon game? Yes, I did. With my listen, I maxed out Blastoise. Blastoise was like my go-to guy, and then I would like solo people. I was like one-hit kill people because I I would grind at Pokemon to the point where I could just one KO somebody. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. And then you okay. walk into Pallet Town or walk into Pallet Town and you run across like some old trainer that you fought a long time ago and we're like or somebody you missed and you're like, Oh I'm gonna fight you little boy with your with your weedle <laughs> and you wreck the weedle with your blast toys. <laughs> My blast was level one hundred. Get wrecked. I will say this, I mean I know we're going off the boat here for a second. I will say this. I am glad. I don't have a problem. Me and Tommy talked about this. I'm glad they do shared XP now because, dude, so many hours of grinding on one Pokemon. You're like, <sighs> on to the second Pokemon. Just hours of grinding. What was a yeah. Hold up. It should have been 100. Yeah, I think it was at 100. So I remember it was... Um, RBY and GSC are often called star experience. Under normal circumstances, the, the level cap is 100. However, by exploiting the game code, you can encounter and catch Pokemon, which uh, that's not what I need to know. Yeah, level 100. All right, Devin. How'd you like the Polar Express? What would you rate it? You know. Bar Express, 
It's not a bad family movie. It's not a bad holiday movie. Uh, you know, I thought it was going to age terribly, but it really hasn't aged terribly. So I give it a solid seven out of ten. I'm not gonna lie, I, I had the same thing. I was like, oh, it's Uncanny Valley thing, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna explain that and do all that, and then it was better than I expected. It held up very well. Exactly. I was like, oh, I mean, story's not bad. I wish it was longer. I was like, meh. It's not a bad movie. Um, but yeah, next week we're reviewing uh, Raider to the Lockout. Lock, sorry. Right, and uh, you know, if you guys like what you see, you can check out my podcast, the More Sports Podcast, where it's not your typical sports podcast. So we try to do something new and unique. And then we have the Random Hour, which you never know what you're going to get. And then you can follow us on YouTube at Random Incorporated and on Twitter. At Random Incorporated, number one. And then, oh, and more on Instagram as BucketBoys23. Anything else? Uh, I did say, I said the YouTube channel. TikTok? Oh, yeah, we're on TikTok. We're not if you guys want to follow some cringiness, follow me, follow us on TikTok at Dev at Dev on TikTok or Devo D E V I O M twenty five whatever which one pops up I gotta figure out I gotta remember which one that is I don't know what pops up as a when you search somebody. Yep. Um. Devin, what's your last words? All aboard the Polar Express. <laughs>